This is my story. 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 This is our story. Welcome to the Miami Valley City Saints podcast. I am your host, Hunter Wilshire, coming at you every week with message breakdowns and guest interviews. This is your resource for deep dives and seeing God's work in the Miami Valley. May this podcast inform and inspire you that you may go out and love this valley. Good day, good evening, and good night, friends, family, and city saints. I'm your host, Hunter Wilshire. Welcome to another great episode of the podcast. Today, I'm once again uh, joined by our co-host, Justin the Man Bicknell. Justin. Hello. And uh, Sir Jagger Evans. Hey. It's great to meet with you guys again. Uh, I'm sorry, listener. I'm sure you were expecting another uh, edition of our pastor series. Uh, We should be starting that next week uh, with Pastor Kevin. Uh, but before that, I figure we'd try and do our message breakdown of the week again and, uh, haven't done one for a while. Uh, so it has been a while, but Justin, how, how have things been? Oh, pretty good. Just, uh, working a lot. (laughs) Lovely. Uh, But, uh, but it's been very productive. Good. Okay. So good. Jagger? Just high school. I've just been in high school mainly. That's it. Yeah. Work in high school. That's it. About to graduate though, I'm super excited finally to get. <laughs> What's your guys' senior prank gonna be? We uh we actually are about to go because this is a this is an AP audit thing. This is pretty awesome. We're go uh, we took a picture of the principal and, of his face and we got like an old Greek painting of body and we're gonna do a huge oil painting of h- putting his head on like an old like guy with a robe on him. Yeah, what a painting. what a prank and making the making the principal look like a Greek god. I'm missing the punchline here. And then we're doing two. We're doing that, and then we're doing one uh, like a pregnant like old like guy body, gotcha. and we're gonna put his head on there. Okay, I can I can appreciate funny. that a little bit more. No, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, the AP science kids and stuff. They came up with the weirdest, like, I didn't understand the prank that much. So they got a bunch of, like, uh, red Solo cups and filled them to the brim with water. And literally, side by side, the entire room, all the shelves, everything. The entire room. Like, if you walked, it was going to be a domino effect of water everywhere. That's pretty awesome. That's not not anything bad. I know, but you hear about the really cool ones where, like, they get, like, a a cow and they stick it in the church or something like that. That's That's the one that I dream of. See, I don't like the ones where they're like, let's just go stick bologna or cheese on the principal's car or something. Because it's just boring. Anyone could do that. But I thought, like, the paintings. Painting would be cool. It's like, it takes art and skill. And imagine, like, you put it in his little office and all you see, you walk in. And, and it's just his head on like a Greek god or something's body. That would be hilarious. I feel like no, is that I just, not awesome? You're I just feel like awesome. okay, I'm putting myself in those shoes. All right, mm-hmm. if I walked into my like face, bedroom, like, we had him if I walked like, into my bedroom and there was a painting of my face put on like a Greek god's body, that would be like like a like a pick me up. No, oh, that's what. <laughs> no, that's weird. Like, that that like. I didn't know who put it there. Like, if I put it there myself, that would be rough. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, that is 
prideful. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, this will go good. But, like, if somebody else did that, I'm like, man, so, they think I am a lot more fit than I am or something. Yeah, I don't know. Put like, a rose in your mouth. I just don't see, I don't see the joke. <laughs> it's not. It's pretty flattering. awesome. Because yeah. it's, like, it's, it's just, like, random. There's no, there's no reason for it to even exist. It's just funny. It's like, and you okay. know, like, it's supposed to go off the thing. Like, a lot of guys, that, like you said, that are real prideful. <laughs> Well, like, oh, like people who like like in movies and stuff, they always have a painting in their house yeah. of the head on something like that. Okay. We thought that'd be awesome. It was like the principal's head, yeah, or like some jacked body. Hey, or something. do what you want, man. <laughs> I'll just remember in the future whenever I want to start pranking people to just not call you. Cause, <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's not like, that prank. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, all right, Hunter, 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 Hunter. I had this, I had this great prank that we could do for Justin. What if? <laughs> what if? What if? What? what if we bought him a new car <laughs> no but you'd be like what if we what if we like yeah. what if we like captured like a, a horse or something and put it in his room that would be your prank it <laughs> would be it's that would be a prank that's not be yeah. a prank he yeah. just has to get a horse or a cow out of his room it's like, <laughs> as long as I get to keep it <laughs> or one of the greater pranks I've I heard but this is kind of like the the saying that there's like pools on the roof that the seniors say at schools. I don't know if you ever had that. But that was something <laughs> oh, in my yeah. high school. Yeah. The seniors would always say they had pools on the roof and stuff like that. Uh, but like, so I don't know if this was legitimately happened, but if it did, fantastic. They, I heard that a graduating class pranked one of the teachers by super gluing or epoxying all of the furniture and chairs in his, cl- in his classroom to the ceiling in the order that the 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 class was <laughs> that's pretty cool so it was like an inversion th- that's pretty awesome <laughs> but it's just lots like, of work there's lots of planning involved in that just, one i know but it's more of just like you're praying some more of like you got to just make it hard for them to like do the cleaning up after effect because they would have to get a cow out of a room or like clean take all the unglued okay stuff. what all the what about the prank of putting painting, your your would be principal's hilarious. face on the body of a like, great guy because it's like Look how weird the art kids are. Why would yeah. they even spend time on this? It's just it's the it's practical. It's something funny. And welcome to the to City Saints it. podcast, where we talk about oh my gosh. pranks and stuff <laughs> for the first five minutes of the podcast. I believe the final consensus should just be that Jagger, your generation's sense of humor is broken. And we can move on now. All you TikTokers and Twitter guys, TikTokers, you're dancing. Never understand comedy in my oh, generation. Yes, <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've got the the fun stories out, let's talk about what we're praising God for today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm praising God for a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> the Jagger doesn't have. Oh, but, my uh, gosh. It's funny. What do you mean? No, they, they have one. It's just broken. Yeah. Broken. It doesn't work very well. This is a humor. It's just like not even. No, I'm. I'm praising God uh, just for his grace. That's that's the thing that's been on my mind uh, a lot lately. Obviously, with my little one coming into the world, I've just had a lot of time uh, late at night when he's being fussy to just reflect on how good life is and how much he's blessed me and my wife, Alyssa. So that's what I'm praising God for today. Justin, what are you praising God for? Um, <clears throat> probably... Just the progress I've been making on uh, the book I've been writing. Yeah. I've very close. I'll probably be wrapping up all of my final things in two days. So. If I was really good at editing, I would put like wah 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 in the background of that 
because it's something <laughs> it's something worthy to celebrate. If you were good That's at pretty editing, exciting. You would edit that part out. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that good at editing. So. <laughs> Jagger, what are you praising God for? Did you say graceful? Oh, what did you say? Grace. Grace. I'm, I, I was about to say the same thing because I'm trying to think If you say, word. if you for uh, one second say you're praising God for your gracefulness, no. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. No. I'm, like, I, I, I wanted like... to think of a word that would go with joyful. Gotcha. Like, because like, him being joyful and me being happy and going through life and just being happy, enjoying life. I'm sorry, is my foot bothering your sand? <laughs> it's uh, me enjoying, uh, what's it called? Me just going through life and enjoying it. I, I think that I'm just praising him for that. Gotcha. Awesome. So, uh, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're going to be reviewing this week's service, and that'll be the service that happened on February the 20th, uh, coming out of Exodus chapter 17, with the uh, lovely sports reference that I had no idea about. (laughs) It totally went over my head, but uh, it was definitely entertaining. Um, And like I said in the middle of the, as we at our house church were listening to the service and stuff, a little too soon. Pastor Tim, I'm talking about the Bengals game. All right, I'm not recovered. All right, I'm not making excuses. It was a great game, but it still hurts the soul. I dreamed. My dad, uh, I was, I was never like, I'm never like into sports or anything like that. My entire life, but my dad was a super big Bengals fan. Um, unfortunately, he's passed on, but uh, it would have been a dream season for him to have witnessed what what the Bengals have pulled off and stuff. And now we've gone into our weekly edition of uh, the sports podcast in the <laughs> City Saints. So, so I'll back off of that. But um, great message. I really love uh, the talk about uh, the fight that we have with the enemy and how he is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and so many things. But I think before we get into some of the meat and potatoes, we should uh, do another little fun segment. Because towards the beginning of the message, Tim talked about uh, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And so I thought uh, in either serious or comedic fashion, we can share some of those victories and defeats that we've had in life. So uh, I think I'll go with Justin because he looks like he's got one ready and primed his face on his uh, face. And it looks serious because I've only got funny ones. (laughs) (laughs) So Oh, gosh. (laughs) I don't even know. I... I guess I could think of something that uh, was a victory was finally after getting my uh, black belt in Taekwondo took me, let's see, what was it, seven years? Uh, But the average is like three or four. (laughs) So it took me like three years longer. Commitment. Just because I quit, I like I quit for a time and didn't go back for like three years, and I <clears throat> just because like you know life happens and stuff, you know just keeps you from going. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I need to go back and finish this. So yeah. I finally just forced. I remember. Myself to I remember time. going to your black belt ceremony. Oh Things yeah. Oh yeah, you were there. Pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Many a years ago. Four score and three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wait, four years ago? Is that no, I was. Oh, I was like, I oh, making was that a, long ago. Making like a Lincoln reference kind of thing. So I don't that know. That was fun. Yeah. That was a, a victory. Uh, uh, I'll go to victory for, for Sir Jaggle. What, what's victory a, for me? Yeah. What's a victory um, that comes to mind in your head? I'll let you uh, prime I just, a. I just uh, have so many. An agony. Lock. 
<laughs> man, I totally messed that one up. But like a, a loss. I'll let you prime a loss, my, uh, Justin. My victory right now, I'd say, uh, I just go for running because like my because I had um I thought of some other like because I don't I don't I want to count like my other sport things as victories, but like me just personally, me being able to run a couple like the 15 miles or getting to like the limit of 20 miles and stuff is a, vi- a small victory for me i, I think that's such a small one. victory such a small vi- i have so many more but i just we don't have time for me to just <laughs> yeah next year you're gonna be running faster than usain bolt yeah <laughs> uh victories for me um one of the good victories that i appreciated mainly just because of how excited my dad was about it um was eighth grade year i um i won my state not state uh districts i won districts in wrestling um and it was it was like one of those like storied things where like uh me in the championship round it was me against a guy that was like me and his skill level was like pretty much the same. It was like kind of like a coin flip. Kid. Huh? It's a karate kid, but wrestling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what am I going to do? Break his legs. <laughs> we can't and we, do went, that we went all the way to the to the third quarter of the wrestling match and everything before I got, like, an upset pin um, at the very end. And uh, I just remember how excited my dad was about it and everything. He was like, no um, mercy. <laughs> So that was a that was a cool one. I'm gonna go with uh, agonies of defeat. Now uh, I'm sure I've had more agonizing defeats that are all serious, but I want to do one that's kind of funny because I have many. All of my worst agonies are around dating, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and I've shared this with a few of my friends, but I, I guess I'll go public with it because it's a li- it is a pretty funny story. Inside of Hunter's life. Yeah. Um, I've never been a particular uh, Casanova-like person when it comes to dating. In fact, I've never really had a lot of confidence when it comes to to uh, having relations with the opposite sex. Um, but just to even show, like, me and Alyssa, when I thought I asked her out on our first date and she uh, thought it was just, like, two friends hanging out and she, like, proposed her business to me. So, like, I was ready for a date and she was dressed up and... Yeah, that's, that's awesome. not a ru- that's not even that's not even the story I'm going to. I was just doing that real quick. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so there was this girl uh, that I had liked for a while that I worked with when I worked at when I was like 17, 18. And uh, I had like asked her out a bunch of times and she was kind of like sheepish about it and everything but finally she was like she texted me one night and wanted to hang out and go for a walk so we went for a walk all through miamisburg super cool night everything like that and coming back to our to her house um i was getting super nervous because i didn't know what to do because like in my mind it's like i'm a christian guy uh not really interested in like worldly relationships and trying to have like one that's built on christ and everything and i was also super nervous about like what her expectations were and stuff like that so we're walking back to her house and i'm just like sweating bullets the entire time not knowing what's going to happen and she does everything in like the the uh romantic comedy book she jingles her keys she messes with the doorknob for a while like obviously like she wanted me to like either come in for a kiss or a hug or something and i was so nervous i couldn't figure anything out so my answer 
course, was the uh, solid winking gun. <laughs> so thus. <laughs> to this day and then she found the right key immediately to this day i can't even like look at a picture of this girl without feeling like dread in my soul <laughs> so did you hear what jagger said no he was like you hear the winged gun and then she found the right key immediately <laughs> that's a good roast i like that one that's solid justin what's a what's a defeat Oh jeez, I don't know. You'll appreciate this one. I was I was hunting one time, and uh, <clears throat> I had been out there for hours, basically the whole day. We came back for lunch and then went back out for the evening, and uh, I had been sitting there. The sun was literally just like setting, like it was like five minutes from pitch black to like the absolute latest you're allowed to shoot a deer, and hadn't seen anything the whole day. One comes walking through, and I was like, oh, yes, finally, here's my chance. And I aim, but I was just, uh, I just wasn't patient enough to, like, follow through with the, 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 the squeezing of the trigger. I just, I just pulled it too quick. It was too antsy. Mm -hmm. It was a, I think it was, we were using a shotgun. It was a gun. I can't remember if it was slugs or, or uh, buckshot. But anyways, I shot... And I swear I hit it, and it ran off, and I was like, all right, now he's just going to go follow the blood trail. And so he waited a little bit and got down, and my grandpa was like, I don't think you hit it, because he was up there with me. And I was like, no, I know I did. I, I swear I hit it. And uh, and he's like, I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure you missed. I was like, dang it. And so we got down, we looked around, and even some other people that were hunting in another area came over and helped and looked. And we looked, and couldn't find anything. And, uh, so not only did I, I miss, but I also like just was unable to accept that I missed and mm. everyone's just like, yeah, just accept it. You missed. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, but I should have just been like, yeah, I, I made a bad shot. Yeah. Well, you and I shared in the agony of defeat on my very first time. Ever. <laughs> oh yeah. That was fun though. That well, was until absolutely the end. horrific for me. Until the, it, it was kind of fun up until the I wept end. like a wee babe. Yeah, because I ended up I ended up gut shotting uh, my first deer, and I didn't know to give it a while. I should have given it like five or six hours, and we probably would have found her to be honest. Um, yeah, if we and uh, yeah, we chased right away. Like literally, like as she dipped off the hill to start running, we were out of the tent. <laughs> go 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 go! Yeah, the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jagger, so we'll move over to yours. Uh, I, I Even talking in the background and stuff, I think we were uh, talking about one in particular that was both an agony of defeat and victory at the same time. So I'll let you, you tell that one. My, uh, what's it called? My, my agony and defeat victory is when I think we were going coyote hunting. Or what we, no, we no, saw, you thought we were you scouting. saw a coyote. We were scouting well, you thought on public you saw something yeah. like coyote, and I'm falling behind you. And you're walking, you're walking towards, and you're like, okay, keep up, Jagger. And we're like right next to like, I don't know how big. It was a couple, like 16 feet. It wasn't 30 feet. There was no way it was that tall, the little hill. It was like 15. It was like 15 feet. Like, and you're enough walking, if you fell, and you'd break something. You're walking. Not die. In front but... of me, and you're like, keep up, Jagger. I got, and I'm, I'm staying with you, and you're looking behind you, and you keep talking. And as you keep talking, I don't know how you didn't turn around. But I, as I'm walking and stuff, I, tr I slipped and fell. And oh, you're missing the best part of this, though, what? because we're talking, 
and I walk back uh, past this little spot that's like really narrow. You're still talking. And it, yeah. and it, and it <laughs> drifts off down this really she like sheer kind of cliffy 15 footish drop. And I, I literally was like, Hey Jagger, Don't, watch your yeah. foot here. And immediately I fell. But the thing that got me is I fell and I got like five feet down and I caught myself with my pocket knife. I was holding my hand because you said, I think I saw a coyote keep your knife on you. So thank God I had my pocket knife in my hand and I was holding it with one hand in the mud and one hand just clawed into the pocket. But what I heard though is what got me off guard is you kept walking and I heard you kept talking like I was behind you. Mm -hmm. You were still talking thinking I was behind you. I didn't know you were You didn't hear that I flashed and fell down. Yeah, from my perspective, (laughs) I was looking straight ahead. And then as I I got to the top and I actually climbed up, that's when you decided to come back. Well, I turned around because you didn't say anything. But it took you, it seemed like, a minute. And you just kept talking and walking as I fell. (laughs) (laughs) That, I'd say, is a victory in agony. Yep. So... Yeah, so just some stories of victories and uh, agonizing defeats. Um, So while we're on the topic of agony, going into a little bit more of a serious note, um, one of the parts of the message that I really liked uh, was this discussion that Pastor Tim had about uh, experiencing so much agony that you are rethinking everything. Uh, And I think back to... um, the last, cha- the first, the last verse in the first chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, where uh, the writer, uh, known as the pastor, um, says that he that increases knowledge increases sorrow, uh, and in so many ways, like we we as humans better ourselves most when we're going through the most pain, uh, and God knows that lovingly, uh, but still walks with us and sends those types of difficulties our way. Um, honestly, when I, when I hear the saying, like going through so much agony that everything changes, I don't necessarily always see that as a good thing. Um, cause I've seen people go through bad things, trying to do the right thing and make up the excuse to do the wrong thing because of it. Uh, and I wonder what we're going through today, like listeners and stuff. I'm sure there are difficult situations, things that seem unfair, things that are agonizing, uh, that, push us to those limits and it's just like like the enemy that pastor tim was talking about the enemy uh is not creative but he schemes he has a plan and so he knows that god is going to send difficulty our way god means it for our good he means it for our ill he's going to point out and bring up these different types of things that are going to lead us away from him in the midst of those make excuses uh be lazy don't trust god all these different types of things why would god truly do this always scheming always figuring out and trying to pry and separate us because he wants to devour us he wants to take our eternity away from us uh but god is faithful and trust and and just and worthy to be praised and worthy to be trusted and i just i've always been a guy that gravitates towards the harder things in life like i've uh i'm just the type that i always like to think of like worst case scenarios (laughs) and so like going through agony is like something uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at because it's really hard for me to like say, especially like living in this country with all the blessings that we have. And for me to even start out this podcast talking about God's grace and his goodness and how much he's provided, uh, for my life, for my son's life or for my wife's life. Uh, it's just hard for me to really say I've, I, I've got my fill of true agony, but I am, uh, currently in the book of Job, 
um, going through that story and everything. And I can't imagine uh, a better uh, example of experiencing that type of agony. Uh, and the challenge of still retaining the right attitude. Because even after Job loses everything, even after he uh, not only loses everything, but then gets painful boils all over his body, so he experiences day and night never ceasing pain, he doesn't curse God or sin with his mouth. Um, he does go to question at that point, and then the discussion ensues through the rest of the book. Uh, and I, I love that discussion, by the way. Like one of my favorite parts of uh, the first chapter of Job was when it says that his three friends, uh, that they have problems later on in the book, but like I think the first thing they did was the right thing. Like when a guy loses everything, his family, his possessions, and is covered in painful boils, and you come to him and he's one of your good friends and all he, he's covered in ashes on his face before the Lord. Rather than say anything, it says that they came and they sat next to him and didn't say anything mm -hmm. for seven days. And it's like the amount of support. Like I feel like uh, the book of Job is so interesting because everybody starts out on the right foot. Like God brings these challenges to Job and everything and everything starts out good. Uh, and in so many ways, like I think for a lot of us even like especially true believers that are seeking an active relationship with God, when we experience like true agony instantaneously, I think a lot of us make a lot of the right decisions. We start saying the things that we hear, the, the platitudes of the Christian faith, if you will, of like, you just got to trust God. Uh, things will, he's meaning it for our good. Things will get better. All these different things that we try to tell ourselves to comfort ourselves, but it's the time, it's the waiting, it's the, day after day, ceaseless, never-ending struggle after that agony that the enemy finds his ground and footing, I feel like, on us. And that's just something I was thinking about as Pastor Tim was talking. Justin, what's something that you were thinking about uh, that you got from the message? Uh, I thought a good point was about having a game plan. What time is it? Is it game time? Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> I don't write. That song was going on in my head the entire <laughs> service, by the way. I don't actually recognize what that's from. Lecrae? I feel like it's Lecrae. It's either Andy Minio or Lecrae. Oh, okay. Did that. But yeah, that's relevant. But uh, the point of uh, the, the whole thing about the game plan, because... I think, yes, God, uh, he views us as his children, but he doesn't treat us like infants. He expects us to be responsible and take uh, responsibility over our own lives and our own choices uh, under his guidance and his, you know, leadership. Uh, and all according to his word, but, uh, you know, it's up to us, to a certain degree, to form a game plan, to structure our lives in a way that we are, as Tim put it, uh, protecting or, or being proactive in guarding against the vectors of attack that we know the enemy is going to strike. Mm -hmm. The enemy knows our weaknesses, 
And if you're paying attention, you know your weaknesses too. If you're listening to God, you know your weaknesses too because as you walk with Him, He will expose areas of, uh, of sin, of, uh, of, you know, just all kinds of things. Anger and lust and selfishness or whatever it is. And, you know, you know where the enemy is going to come and attack you. And so God expects us to be responsible enough and competent enough to take the tools and knowledge and wisdom he gives us and and structure our lives and create a game plan to protect against it. It's like you're not like helpless. You know, the enemy preys on us, P-R-E-Y, as Tim said, but we're not helpless prey. You can... God equips us with tools to protect against those things. It's not like you're just sitting there waiting for your fate. Like, oh, the, temp- the enemy's going to come and tempt me. There's nothing I can do to guard against it. Nope. You have the tools. And I think uh, <clears throat> the most notable one from today, especially from the uh, ending passage of Matthew, what, 4, 1 through 11, 14, 1 through, I can't even remember. Anyways, Jesus gets tempted in the wilderness, and, you know, what is the primary tool Jesus used to uh, defend against, you know, Satan's temptations and attacks on him, and that is simply the Bible, the Word of God. It's like, are you, you know, if you want to if you want to start familiarizing yourself with the tools and things God gives you to help you in formulating your game plan, the the best place to start is just the Bible. Just learn the Bible. Spend time in it. Learn it. Read it. Study it. Take notes. And, uh, you know, it will not uh, end up a waste of time. Yeah. Never does. Yeah. Amen. Um. I also think just one of the ending uh, remarks was also just really huge as we're coming to the end of the podcast, which time got away from us really <laughs> on this one. Um, the the thing that I always think of and just something that God has just spoken over and over in my life and I believe within the life of this church uh, around community is just that we can't do this on our own. Um, I'm not really good with a lot of sports analogies, uh, but when I played the the two years of football that I played in uh, middle school and high school, uh, one thing that my football coach would always say was kind of like the saying of the whole team was 11 for one, which is kind of like uh, uh, musketeers, like uh, three for one, one for all kind of kind of saying where it's uh, it's a team effort. Like you can't win the game without the whole team and uh, you can't win the the game of life without the whole team um god has found the ultimate victory god had his uh, jesus had his his team in himself and god uh which is also himself (laughs) Uh, but anyway uh i just always keep running back into this situation where uh defeat victory uh glory damnation these different types of uh, back and forths that we experience in life uh, and will experience in eternity. Um, 
community is so much of that blessing that we will experience and the power and the strength in overcoming the darkness uh, that we experience. Uh, and yes, I mean, the word of God, I mean, above all else, is, is our, it's our offense. It's, it's that sword of the spirit uh, that we're to depend on. Uh, but without community, we, we lose a lot of our uh, defenses. And without supporting one another, we lose a lot of that strength um, that we can find. And it's just, it's just so interesting to me uh, how when we go through times of pain and times of struggle... Uh, oftentimes our, our answer is to, to separate, to, to get alone, to, to just wallow, I guess. And that's what the enemy wants. That's his scheme. He wants us to end up in the dark, um, and to separate us from the light. And so I just want to encourage you listener today. If you're not, if you're there at this point in your life, one, I'm sorry, uh, but I love you and I'm praying for you. I, I may not know who your name is, but I try to pray every week, uh, for our listeners and, greater church and everything like that i just i hope that you uh, you've come to a point in your life where you understand the value of community and you understand the value of your relationship with jesus uh, and that support that god has to offer you through himself through his people through his son uh, and that you can just learn to depend on that above all else, uh, so that we might find victory and it doesn't find occasion take glory from God because that's ultimately what I feel this goal is so I just want to encourage you listener today uh, I know this has kind of been a weird back and forth podcast but I love this because this is like the kind of community uh, the kind of friendship the kind of fellowship that I believe we're going to have in heaven we just kind of hang out we talk about how good God is and how his work in our midst and uh, the message he provides through his word and through the power of the sacrifice of his son and so uh, with that, I think I'm going to end uh, this week's podcast. Uh, I love you. We love you. We're praying for you. And we hope that uh, you go out throughout the rest of this week to give God glory to see heaven crowded. And ultimately, that we go out and love this valley.